0: Like I've just never – don't roll your eyes at me. I'm sorry. I see you. (laughs) (laughs) I was just looking at the ceiling, Allie. It was just casual ceiling (laughs) glance. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, how are you doing today? You know, I'm
1: I'm still home in Dallas for the holidays, and I am having just you know, to share a classic parent experience that I think a lot of people can probably relate to. We Great. are my parents were not early on the Squid Game train to the point where <laughs> we are watching it now. <laughs> I've already seen it, so I'm rewatching it with them, and we are watching. You know, some people watched it dubbed. Some people there are different there are different ways to do it. I prefer to – because I want to hear the actors' voices and so I watched it in Korean with um, with English subtitles and so that's yeah. what we're doing now. My mom is playing Candy Crush the entire time we're watching.
0: And so, so she's not reading the subtitles.
1: So how much do you think she knows of what's going on?
0: Zero, but is she asking questions about what's going on? Constantly. Oh, that's frustrating. <laughs> and so literally we are mid-episode and
1: she goes how did that guy get to the game and I'm like okay <laughs> we're either gonna do this or we're not
0: yeah and then I... she keeps
1: asking me how things end she goes does that guy survive does that guy survive oh, and she goes you know I can google it
0: I said okay then google it Fucking well, google it then yeah I so I I sympathize on the one And because I am the person asking questions during movies and TV shows, Mm -hmm. but not because I have actively been not paying attention. Like, I'm not doing something else and then trying to come back in. I just, like, I don't know why I struggle with comprehension sometimes with, like, movies and TV shows where they're throwing a lot of information at you up front. Yeah. Especially if people have accents. My hearing's not great. Like, I just, I often have questions. And we were watching this Matthew McConaughey movie, Me, My Mom, and My Brother, a few nights ago. Um, that where most people have British accents, and some of them are like Scottish accents. You and need you need subtitles for that, in my opinion. So I watch Netflix, and I think I've I've in part done this to myself because I watch most stuff with sub- subtitles Me too. these days. Um, especially because, like, I'll be watching while I'm cooking, and there might be something loud going on, and like I don't have to worry about stopping it. Um, but my mom really doesn't like subtitles. It oh, interesting. Structure. Yeah, she doesn't like them. So we compromise and we don't have them. Um and <laughs> so I mean, anyway. unfortunately that is a binary situation. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no way no to com- have there's- subtitles. <laughs> no, there's no compromise. Um but so we were watching this movie and I all of a sudden I just turned to Drake and I was like, I I think I've missed something. I don't I don't know what's going on. I'm so sorry I've been watching, but I don't know what's happening. And he was like, okay. So he paused the movie. He was like, first of all, I want to say that we're seven minutes in. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm I'm like, I'm already lost. I'm sorry. I could feel it
1: snowballing and I didn't want it to get worse. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, okay. So on the one hand, that is pathetic. On the other... (laughs) There's a chance that they may have answered the questions for you in the due course of the movie.
0: No? Oh, no, no, no. no! I had, like, very systemic. Like, I didn't know who Got the it. people were that we were watching. Oh, boy. Okay. So that he, like, basically was like, okay, well, this is this guy. This guy's a private investigator, and he- he's investigating this thing. And I was like, great. I didn't know any of that. Oh, my God. Then at least you're making best efforts. <laughs> yeah. You know, here, here
1: there's a real choice being made.
0: Yeah, I'm. I've gotten better about not asking questions that are like going to be at, answered. I I was asking like foundational. Like I'm watching two men have a conversation, and I don't know who they are, or how they're related. That that is that, that's a deep seated problem with yeah. not understanding the plot. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, that's that's my uh, my confession for the night. Thank you for that. My mother will feel better. <laughs>
1: And I'm sure people heard me say that, un- that I am still in Dallas, and as I'm happy to be with my family still, it is unfortunate because it means that I did not come back to LA as planned, and so we don't get to have our IRL episode, but we will re- we will rectify that as soon as humanly possible.
0: Yes, we will have a visit. Um, I did have a good time in LA, although I wasn't there as long as I thought I was going to be. Yeah, um, yeah. You had a fun weekend. I realized this is the first time that I have ever spent time in LA as an adult. Wild. Yeah. Like I grew up in San Diego, which is obviously quite close. My dad's entire family is from LA. Many of them still live there. We weren't super close to them growing up and still aren't. So I didn't spend much time up here, but even so I was a kid. And then I moved to the East Coast and I haven't had that many friends who live in LA until fairly recently.
1: So what'd you think? Give us give us a Yelp review.
0: I enjoyed it, but like even so, the friend that I stayed with on Saturday night, she's only lived there for like two and a half years. Okay, the like they're just I haven't had like you know close friends there this whole time. Um, I had fun. We went. I had ver- several. This is very LA moments, such as when we went out to lunch on Sunday and. All the food that we had was great. We went out to lunch and the server came up to our table and she said, "Are have you guys, you know, decided what you want to eat?" And we said, "Yes." And she said, "Great. What are the vibes?" I think that is such a normal thing to say. I get what she means. I mean, I, I understood what she meant, but also I've never heard a server say that before. It was like, "Yep, we're in Los Angeles." Um, yeah. I mean, we can we need to turn up the dial to 100, baby, cuz that's nothing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just I, – I I didn't – I don't not like LA. It's not my vibe.
1: I understand. I understand. I mean, I actually had a nice conversation with a girl that I work with now who is from – East of LA, so a little bit inland in California, and then mm-hmm. um, went to the East Coast for college and law school, and now, and now she's back. And she and I had this conversation about how each of us don't quite feel at home on either coast in that we both are, we both felt too laid back for the East Coast, and that's how I felt in New York a little bit, that I was a little too California for New York. But now yeah. that we're back in California, we both are a little too type A for Southern California. And so we can't really exactly figure out <laughs> where we're supposed to be, but, but yeah, so I get it. I, I do get it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I left, right. and I didn't come back. So like there's a, there's a, a you know, the, the consistency is there. Um, but it was fun. Um we attempted to go to a club one night. They wanted to charge the guys we were with $75 because we had arrived 5 minutes too late in order to be at the table that my friend's friend had. I want to say club-
1: to defend LA and like the going out scene, I have never been involved in that scenario oh, and I never will. They and were I'm shocked.
0: sorry. Yeah, they were shocked. But also, I told you this already, but this particular club opened at 10:35 p.m. It's obnoxiously specific. I don't understand. Like we showed up at, I want to say, 945. We just didn't even think that they might not be open yet. And they were like, no, sorry, we're still serving dinner. We open at 1035. (laughs) What? Really confusing. So confusing. Um, But we had a great time. Um, Had some good Mexican food. Had some good burgers. Had some amazing sushi, which the the sushi is way better in California. Um, I will fight people on this. Thank you. Um yeah, it was it was a fun trip. Great. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months, and I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy
2: drink at home but without the alcohol. Yeah, and also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. They're absolutely
0: delicious, and you can get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences.
1: I have to ask, what have you decided to do about a video date with the rower?
0: So so now – so I didn't – because I was supposed to be staying with you currently until Thursday morning, essentially. Like I was going to come home late Wednesday night. I didn't – and then – Thursday night, I was going to have my Finding Mr. Height follower meetup, Team Top Knot meetup, um, in San Diego. And then I'm leaving for Mexico on Friday. I didn't think I had time to do it. Right. I now do. Like, in theory, I'm free tomorrow and Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday. I, I don't know if I want to. Like, I'm going to see him next weekend.
1: Yeah, that's fair. It's getting It's getting real close. And you've been in good touch. So it's not like it's – no communication and then seeing in person.
0: Completely. Like we've been talking still consistently, you know, every other day-ish, every couple of days. Not, you know, I'm I'm not really timing it. I feel good about it. Yeah. Um and he also started a new job this week. So he's probably kind of mentally preoccupied with that. Not like in a making an excuse way, just like, I don't really feel like doing it. And so why like put that on him out there if like I'm not super gung-ho about it yeah that makes perfect sense to me good for you yeah so um I will go to Mexico and then I will go to New York and I will see him we don't have a plan yet um but we're gonna go out at some point next weekend fantastic I'm excited for yeah that. one of the things that I really appreciate about him is that he sends me photos that's really nice as like one of the ways of keeping in touch like he'll he sent me like I mentioned, a photo of Thanksgiving. He sent me a photo from his like going away event at his fr- previous job. Photos of his dog. Like I I like that he keeps in touch that way. Yeah, I like that too. I think that's really nice. Um, and he continues to have an uncanny way of texting me when I'm talking about him.
1: Oh, that is very strange.
0: Yeah, like I we had family friends over for a dinner party on Friday night, and I we had not we did not have an active conversation going the rower and I, yeah. at this time. And we were talking. They asked if I – so one of them or a few of them follow me. And so they asked if I was still talking to the guy. And so I was telling them about him. And I ended up like – I was actively showing him, like going to pull up his picture to show them. And he texted me, like opened a conversation. That is wild. I mean, yeah. great. Manifest those vibes, babe. It's very funny. It happens all the time now with him specifically.
3: That's really um,
0: funny but i do have some more phone throwing moments this week after such a long hiatus wow we are great pedal to the metal yeah so some of them are are less phone throwing and more just like what the fuck um great. so that works. or like crazy coincidences so the first is that for the first time ever somebody on bumble acknowledged that they recognized me from social media okay I have thoughts. So
1: number one, I would be completely freaking out because, (laughs) however, they swept right on you. So in theory, they don't view this as a problem. Also, very relaxed barrier to entry on you telling them the account exists. That work has been done for you. And so in a way, I think it's super positive.
0: I mean, yeah. But like, I think he only matched with me to say what he said like oh, to lame. like engage with me because the conversation didn't go anywhere. Oh, I don't love that. All right. So sucks. I I said my big question for you and he said something on the lines of like um like am I going to end up on your TikTok if I exhibit a not ideal dating behavior? And I was like, I don't know. Do you plan on exhibiting a not ideal dating behavior? And then he, like, said something and I and then it just kind of died. Like, I don't think he intended on actually having a conversation. Oh, that's a bummer.
1: Well, he, matched, like, he matched with a
0: yeah. celeb. <laughs> but it was just fun. Like, that's the fir- – I'm sure it's happened before. Yeah. Just because, like, you know, New York City, whatever. Like, a lot of my followers are in New York City. But this is the first time anybody's ever acknowledged it. So that was funny. Um, and then, speaking of matching with people – I matched with, or not matched with, I got a like from, because I pay for Bumble so I can see who likes me. I received a like from one of the guys that my matchmaker suggested to me that I didn't end up going out with. Oh, so has this person counted as one of your matches yet? No. So she proposed to my matchmaker right before I left. My matchmaker, I we knew I was leaving. Yeah, she actually had three guys that she had interviewed that she really liked for me. Okay, and at the time I was leaving, I think we talked about this at the time. We did, I yeah, because we talked about
1: Eminem and how he ghosted everyone. In yes, the situation. So basically, I decided you that the I matchmaker, only
0: had, yeah, the world. literally ghosted the world. Um, so at the time I decided I only had time to meet one person based on my timeline, and I picked Eminem. Um, and so the other two guys, one of them I. Like, politely declined forever. Um, and (laughs) the other one we decided to circle back on when I was back in New York and see, and like, she would ask me if I was still interested and she would see if he was still available. Interesting. So, so what would
1: happen if you match with him and go out with him? Would that get deducted or i so i love how
0: i'm just worried about the economics of this oh dude same so i got this like from him and i i was like should i match with him should i talk to him because all those same things were running through my head like if my matchmaker finds out that i have gone out with somebody that she originally found for me even though i met him through a different forum like would that count i feel like it shouldn't agreed Unfortunately,
1: by talking about it on the pod, we lose all plausible deniability.
0: <laughs> yes. However, so, so I decided to do it. I was like, you know what? I'll just match with him. Um, and I asked him my opener, like, big question for you, whatever. His response indicated that he either didn't realize who I am or was pretending that he didn't. Yeah. What was the, what was the response? He just was excited for the big question and said, "By the way, great height."
1: Interesting, yeah. So I, it truly could go either way. We have no, we have no indication.
0: Yeah. So, so then I was like, okay. Um, I was deciding should I pretend like I don't know who he is. I was like, I don't know. I'll I'll write back. Whatever. Like, let me think about this. And then I forgot. And about a day went by. And then he followed up and said, "I'm still waiting for the big question." Okay. And then He's interested. I, I like it. Continued to forget oh, to reply. Oh, My God. And then another day went by, and he unmatched me. Oh no. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we're not in a great place with potential matchmaker guy.
0: Doesn't I don't I think I think his ship has sailed. Agreed. Agreed fully.
1: We're also... I'm going to like replay this for you whenever somebody is slow to text you.
0: (laughs) I mean, but here's the thing, though. I don't know if that's going to work because I wasn't that excited about him. Okay, fair enough. Fine. I forgot to reply.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I am thinking that you should say to the matchmaker when it gets circled back to... Oh my gosh I recognize this guy he unmatched we matched on Bumble and then he unmatched me. I'm not sure he's down or you know the- keep the story super short and get out
0: of it that way Question yeah right? maybe maybe or I'll just say I don't want to go out with him all right and have her not reach back out to him all right you know farewell sir yeah farewell sir um so that was that and then just sort of an on in my ongoing rant about consent and how people don't understand it. Oh boy. I did a collaboration with um this dating coach for men whose name is Blaine. She her Instagram handle is um at dating by Blaine. She's on TikTok as well. Um we did a collab about whether or not women want to be asked before you kiss them. Mm-hmm. And I We, she was her idea. She like messaged me because she saw that I had done surveys in my stories and I've talked about it before. And 70% of the responders to my survey, which is like usually there's like I don't remember the exact number, but usually there's like six ish, seven ish thousand people that respond to my polls. Cool. It's like a very, very big chunk of people. 70% of them said yes, they would want to be asked beforehand. Mm -hmm. And then the follow up question is if you said no, Would you still want to kiss the person if they asked you? And ninety-five percent of those people said yes. So, like the takeaway being, like, maybe she won't prefer it, but if she wanted to kiss you, it's that not going to change. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair conclusion.
1: I voted. I vote no on the first poll personally. I would vote yes on the second poll. Where exactly? Yeah, where if I'm in, I'm in. Unless right. Unless the way you ask is like so clumsy and weird, then I might yeah.
0: then I might I mean, change my mind. Don't be clumsy and weird. But if the way you ask is clumsy and weird, the way that you kiss me is probably gonna be clumsy and weird. And so I like
1: Yeah, I can't imagine getting to a place on a date where I wanted to kiss somebody and then they they then were such a failure in that aspect. That, that right. seems incongruous to me. That doesn't seem
0: like the same person. I agree. So so we did this collab. We posted a reel like together. Instagram has that feature now where you can post, you know, from both accounts. And I was not prepared for the types of comments that she gets on her reels as a dating coach for men mm-hmm. from men who, though they follow a dating advice account, seem to not want it. And like so many men were basically saying, like, I don't agree with these women. Like, no. No, no, no. Like, this is their opinion. Like, somebody told me that my followers were biased. Like, about their own opinions? What? Wait, explain yeah. that one more. So, like, people people were saying that, like, also there was, like, a large narrative that, like, women don't actually know what they want. And that, like, you shouldn't bother asking because you're not going to get the real answer. And, like, me- gentlemen, why are we trying so hard yeah I think, I think what's I think what's I think what's
1: hard is that in for example, the this podcast is a good example of a situation where we're put in a situation to make content to have opinions. And so I will often on the podcast be a little bit more on the one side of something when the real answer is, It depends. But it's not so interesting to talk about it depends all the time and hedge all the time and say, well, in this circumstance it could be this and in this it could be that. Obviously. It is better to just state aside and kind of go from there and talk about it and discuss it. And so obviously, this is a situation where it probably depends. So if there's, you know, very clear body language signals, if there, you know, whatever. Like it depends, unfortunately, because you and this dating coach made this video that takes a position. These, are the, this is feedback that's going to happen. That that's just, I think, like the unfortunate reality of kind of taking a position in these situations.
0: Yeah, but I think the thing that's super problematic about the comments that a lot of the comments, not all of them, but a lot of the comments that are on this video, is that there are basically they are there are men that are just discrediting what women say they want. Like, they're like, a woman might say she wants you to ask her, but she doesn't really. You should just do it. Like, people yeah, have said I, stuff like that verbatim. Gotcha.
1: Well, I mean, I think that we should take what people say at face value as a good general right. rule.
0: Right. Exactly. Another another guy escalated it and said, like, oh, are we going to start asking women if we can spank them? Um. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that sounds like a hard yes. You're definitely going to ask somebody that. It must what? have been a joke. No. No, no, no. I'll send you the oh receipts. God. That has to be—it's not joke. a joke. That's crazy. No, 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 work. No, it's not a joke. These people are terrifying. That shocks me. Yes, th- that's what I'm saying. I was shocked all day and continue to be by these narratives by these guys. Um. Anyway, so, but like the other piece of it is that I think that if I th- and I should just do this survey and see. I think that if I a- if I asked my followers. Have you ever – has somebody ever attempted to kiss you that you did not want to kiss you? Regardless of whether the kiss ended up happening or not. Maybe you are able to push him away. Sure. Maybe you are able to dodge it, whatever. I, I, I hazard to say that a very, very fucking high percentage of women would say yes. That that has happened. Where somebody has tried to kiss them and they didn't want them to. Oh, absolutely. Right. So – my point by saying that is that like men are not as good nobody is. We people, people are not as good at reading other people's body language and and desires as we think we are. Agreed. And so I think that like that is the point that I think a lot of the men in these in the comments are missing is yeah. that like you might Yes, cuz cuz you're right. You said like it depends. Like if I if I am really into you and want you to kiss me, like it would be great if you just knew that. And we can have this really, you know, like moment where we didn't have to say anything and we just started making out. Mm -hmm. But, like, you are not as good at knowing if that moment's happening as you think you are, given the number of guys that have tried to kiss me when I did not want that. And I'm sure they thought they were – it was a sure thing or they wouldn't have done it.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good – example. I think you're not – a guy that I'm d- on a first date with or on a second date with that I'm kind of now making this decision about, you're not getting out of your category. If I've decided right. I don't – like, it, does that doesn't ma- – I've blocked you into two different sections.
0: Or, Or like, I don't know if I would be that binary about it, but you asking if you can kiss me is not going to be the thing that moves you from one category to another. Correct. Like, if I've put you in the I want to kiss this guy category – Uh, he's not going into the I don't want to kiss him unless he like you said unless he does something really fucking weird when he's asking right so don't be weird definitely don't be weird you'll be fine yeah but anyway so however um,
1: my absolute preference would be that they correctly read the signals I am sending and initiate a
0: kiss without asking that is my ideal yeah sure but I yeah I just think that like I, I I just worry about, like, I think I think in this scenario, I, I, like, want to keep telling men that it's better to ask because, like, even if that's my ideal, I, I don't know if that many people are that good at it. That's fair. You know? Technically, the rower asked if he could kiss me. The classmate asked if he could kiss me. Yeah. I made fun of him. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. No, we can't perpetuate that narrative. I know. Well, it's too late. <laughs> that, that ship has sailed for me and him if anybody listening don't make fun of somebody because there actually were also people in the comments that said they've been like put on blast by a woman for asking
1: it was not it was not blast i will say i i assume i playfully assume. teased him
0: i assume it's very sweet but yeah i think like there and and then i want to say to those guys like those women sound like assholes like if they legitimately made you feel Yeah. Like an idiot for asking that question and then didn't kiss you when they wanted to before. You don't want to date that person. She sounds terrible.
1: Oh, and actually, wait a second. Now that I'm thinking back on it, I did not tease him for asking. I teased him for waiting so long because our date was many, many hours and like that vibe, we had crossed that threshold a while ago. And so by the time he asked, I teased like, yeah, we could have been doing this for a while now. So yeah. Okay. That's that's what it was.
0: Yes. That's different. Thank you. Anyway, so that's you know, ba- there's basically like a segment about my my anger about people and consent these days. but um, that happened. so the the eternal um
1: highs and lows of a person who puts themselves out there on the internet girl it's I, it's tough I know.
0: I know. Um, oh, and then one last update thing that so you remember when we were talking to Kirsty and also in our own attachment episode about like where our attachment styles stem from yes. and like, And I was talking about how I think a lot of it is from my childhood and my friends. Yeah. And not my family or my, you know, my parents or anything like that. So one of the people I saw when I was in LA is my oldest friend. I've known her since the first grade. Oh my Um, God, cute. Yeah. She and I, obviously, we go way, way back. Um, We don't keep in like super close contact all the time, but every time we see each other, it's like super easy. Um, So she lives in LA now. um, And so I went and I hung out with her for a while before I went home yesterday. We were kind of reminiscing, and one of the things we were kind of talking about was our sort of the like toxic friendship environment that we grew up in. Interesting, with our actual friends, but also with like the other people at our school and like the popular kids, and you know what stuff they did and whatever. And I think I've mentioned before that I don't have the best memory of events Mm -hmm. and like things that have have happened to me. I think part of it is a protective mechanism. Like, I don't remember, like, really shitty things that happened in super great detail. She reminded me – not in a mean way. She assumed that I remembered this, which I didn't. She reminded me that people tried to boycott my ninth birthday party. That breaks my heart.
1: Oh, Allie, that's so sad. What mean little nine-year-olds? What the
0: fuck? Right? Like how – that is – and my best friend said to me when I told her, she's like, that is early to start the mean girl phase. Yeah. That feels really early. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know though actually. My ele- the, um my elementary school and the classmate can t- attest to this. The, the, the girls in our elementary school were not nice which is why I was I, – I was not well liked in elementary school. Yeah. I – but like these were like
0: my quote unquote friends. Like I oh, yeah, always no, saved friends but they were I was like, obligated to be friends to with them because our moms were friends. No, mine were. I did it on my own. Okay. Um, my mom didn't like their moms. Um, that's not true. She liked some of them, including the one that I saw yesterday. Her mom is wonderful. Um, but yeah, so that was just like an example where she she said that and was like, oh my God, yeah, that did happen. Like, yeah, shit. No wonder I have abandonment issues. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. So shit. that was that. Um, oh my God. Well, on that note. Yeah, those are my updates, though I do have a callback from our first Hot Topics episode. Oh, great. Okay, so this is a follow-up to the um, secret date spying amazing question. She said, let me just pull it up here. Okay, so first of all, she was like very happy that we liked her initial text back to him because she had like worked hard on that. So she said, anyway, the update is I did end up say, so, saying something along the lines of what you guys said. You know, it was nice to meet them, but I felt really put on the spot and wish you told me sooner. He was apologetic, but it was underwhelming. She then said, we've been in a couple of dates since then and I like him, but I'm so busy in December. So I recently just told him that I want something casual for now because I don't really have the time. He's so hot, so I'm keeping him around for now and don't really care about the red flags, but probably won't date him seriously lol <laughs> own it love it go girl go girl go <laughs> yeah that's great that's amazing yeah um so i i love that for her i hope that she's actually able to kind of like separate that boundary in her mind that's not something that i'm very good at
1: yeah totally i think yeah as long as i think she's able to do that this great success yes absolutely so Allie, let's intro our guest for the rest of the episode
0: I'm so excited. So we, spoiler alert, we already had this conversation. And so I can tell you listeners that it is awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um, Our guest is named Alyssa Deneen, and she is a personal stylist and dating coach. She was a personal stylist for a long time, styled for photo shoots for private clients, got into dating coaching and kind of blends those two fields in a very cool way. She started a company called Style My Profile and she wrote a book called The Art of Online Dating, which we get into when we talk to her. Can't wait to hear it yeah. again, because
2: we did it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we already did it. I was like, wait, but I'm lying. <laughs> without further ado, let's get to it. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Law for another live podcast. Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are I think over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week.
0: It is my birthday that week. So and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios. To get those tickets and we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet,
2: talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come. DC Comedy Loft, Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm gonna be there all weekend. So Friday and then Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And you'll can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about Hey, I want to come either, unfortunately I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt, I want to come with my sister, I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind, half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come, doesn't matter, you are welcome to join.
0: Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you.
2: Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too.
0: And now we're here with Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Welcome to Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. Hi. Thanks for having me. We are so excited to have you.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is going to be a bit, you know, not to (laughs) – It's to me, it feels a little like self-indulgent on my end as I am somebody who's super interested in personal style and fashion and all that stuff. And so I feel like I'm just excited to kind of like gab about clothing for a little bit. And um, so yeah, (laughs) it's going to be fun.
0: (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Um, But before we get into all that, um, as you know, we have our weird or Not segment to talk about. And so because we were having you on, we did a clothing-themed, weird or not, nah this week. And so this week's Great. weird or not nah is they show up wearing sweatpants on a first date, weird or not? Nah? Weird.
3: My, weird,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. Um, yeah, and I okay. should caveat with I made this assumption when I wrote. Like when I posted the weird or nah, but like, let's assume that your first date is not something that you should wear sweatpants to. Like, you're not like going rock climbing or like doing something right. athletic.
1: Yes. Yeah. I was picturing okay. a drink scenario or something yeah. like that. Yes. yes. Same. Yes. Same. Cocktail
0: bar walks in in sweatpants. So, what do we think the people said? What's what percent split?
1: I think mm-hmm. this is like
3: 90 weird, 10 nah. This has oh, wow. going to be so extreme. S- uh, yeah, I would say around that, maybe 80, 80, 20. It's right in the middle of
0: YouTube work. You're pretty close. It's was 87, 13.
3: Oh, wow. Good. It might might. This might be one of the <laughs> good, weirdest ones. Yeah, good ones. Is right.
0: <laughs> this is up there with yeah, the I weirdest agree with ones we've had. Where people like, normally they're like much more split. This one, people were pretty clear about how they felt.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm interested no. in who said nah and what is their explanation?
0: Almost all of the people who explained their not nah answer said that what if it what if it makes sense like what if we're doing something athletic or like okay yeah. fine you know right. a couple people said like oh well athleisure has become more common fair enough I guess like, but that's still. true but that doesn't make it date appropriate yeah. right exactly exactly I will say I am wearing my pajamas right now for this recording. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am literally in bed. I am under covers. My legs are underneath covers. <laughs> right. So we may cast judgment upon others while yep. <laughs> we'll stand. We'll sit in our ivory tower. Yeah.
3: Well, you know what's funny is that so many of my clients are actually um, middle-aged or older, actually. I have like my bulk of my clients are 50s, 60s. And mm. so a lot of people I find that when they're, you know, have been – with someone for a long time and they're new to dating, they feel like they have to get really, really dressed up, you know, cause it's sort of that still, you know, and I'm like, yeah. you, know, you can, you can definitely wear jeans on a date. It's okay. Like as long as it's like, you know, <laughs> neat and clean and whatever, but people are kind of like, have a hard time wrapping their head around that. So it's funny, but definitely sweatpants would not be, would not be okay for in their, in their book. <laughs> yeah. So they're on like the far end of the spectrum. <laughs> exactly, that would be yeah. very
0: weird for them. Yeah. Um well. Yeah, so- I think oh, go ahead. maybe
1: tending to be a little bit more formal than not is probably the safer bet to make.
3: Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you're if you're trying yeah. to hedge.
3: Right. I think,
0: exactly. I yeah. I think there are very few scenarios where I would rather be underdressed than overdressed. Like I feel like I'm going to pick overdressed. if I have to pick. I'm going to mm-hmm. pick overdressed every single time.
3: Totally. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree I, with you
0: on that too. I actually can't think of a scenario where that wouldn't be true for me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, on that note, let's get into it. Um, Alyssa, we're so excited to talk to you about you know not only your book, but also your background. I find just super interesting having transitioned from you know, a stylist and art director for photo shoots into, you know, helping people with their dating life and how those two things intersect. I I would just love to hear more about that transition for you and that connection. Yeah.
3: Well, so when I split up from my ex husband when I was 41, we met way before cell phones and definitely way before dating sites. Um, so it was all new to me. Um, I had been a personal stylist for a while before that. So I worked with private clients, you know, on a totally different <laughs> level, just yeah. like for work and for going out with their husband on date night and that kind of stuff, but not for people's dating profiles. So when I became single and I was, you know, started getting out there on the, in the dating world on online dating, I was just really surprised at how many people's profiles <laughs> really needed help in that area. <laughs> it was like, kind of shocking, actually. Yeah. Um, just so many, um, you know, so many men, divorced men who were like, you know, had their wives had probably shot for them there for the last 25 years, you know. So just completely new to the whole thing, not knowing how to take a selfie, not knowing how to, you know, what photos to choose, not knowing what to wear, definitely. Um, So that was like a big you know to me i was like oh my god all these men need so much help <laughs> so that was like the the aha moment for me when i was like this has to be like i mean i have to start a business doing this and when i met my i actually met my boyfriend online and we were talking about you know his perspective on seeing women's profiles and mine seeing men and you know we're sharing notes and he was like you should just go back on the dating apps and start like asking people if they want want help styling. I didn't do that, but we were like I was like I should just start a business doing this. Yeah.
2: So including
3: him, like he was like I if I had known someone like you could come in and like revamp my whole look and like get me out there feeling so much better about myself. He's like I wouldn't a hundred percent hire someone like you. So we we're kind of going based on that, that we would each feel like, you know, I mean, I came from a fashion background, so I didn't need that, but like so many people need that.
1: Is your, how would you describe your, it, break down your client base between men and women? If you can, well, like, actually,
3: so, when I first started, it really was going to be just for men, you know, mostly men my age and older, like who are yeah. divorced. But I have to say, like I would say it's like seventy thirty women, seventy percent women thirty yeah men.
1: i I just feel like women yeah. are more help seeking in this area than men. It's-
3: Totally, so it's wild. I, you know, I would argue example,
1: that
0: women are more help seeking in general. In, in general. everything. In, in every great yeah. point. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. But like,
1: I'm laughing because I, my, I, I've said on this podcast before, it, it's a miracle my boyfriend and I went out because his profile was trash and two out of three of his photos, he was wearing a helmet, like you couldn't even see his face, <laughs> and yeah. so, um, he would absolutely be the beneficiary of something like this, and yet I absolutely know he would never hire someone to do this. It's crazy.
3: Yeah, I think, I mean, that's the thing. I think that very few men would. And they, very few men even think to do that, or they don't even, I mean, they don't even think they need help, first of all. <laughs> but I even guess. if they did think that they needed help, they wouldn't think to Google. Who can help me improve my dating profile? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't I think people think to men think to do Google that. Whereas women, I mean, I have women saying like, "Oh, I found out. I searched on Google. <laughs> Who can help me with my dating profile?" Yeah. Literally. So it's just it's- interesting. Yeah. So I mean, I yeah. really, I actually want to be helping more men, to be honest, because I hear from all my female clients and my female friends that are online dating saying, "Oh my God, there's so many men out there that still need help." Like. So many. So I wish 100%. that I could help more of them, but they're not they're not looking for us. <laughs> they're not looking for you and I. <laughs> yeah. I think
0: I think that all the time in my dating coaching business that my my client base is 95% women. That that's probably even low. Like I can I can name oh, my male yeah. clients like right now off the top of my head.
3: <laughs> well, you know what's funny actually? I would say the majority of my male clients are in their late twenties and early thirties, which I also find really interesting because my theory is so I'm 48 and my boyfriend's 53. So like that's sort of, you know, our our age range and a lot of my clients' age range. And but these young guys end up seeking my help. And my theory is that the younger generations, maybe hopefully, are more likely to think to seek help in that area. Like they're more, you know, thinking, oh, well, you know, I'm not getting enough matches, so I should hire someone to help me. So it's right. interesting because I feel like that's the bulk of my male clients are younger. Yeah. I mean, there's coaching for, for literally everything else. It makes sense that, yeah. you know, if they were yeah. trying
0: to – I had a male client say to me the other day actually that he wanted to learn guitar, so he hired a guitar teacher and then he was like so then makes when i sense. wanted to make he also similar situation he was married for a while and is now divorced and he's like so when i wanted to make a dating app profile and i don't know how to do that i hired you <laughs> like yeah mm-hmm. that makes
3: sense right yeah do you think yeah.
1: this this is a strange analogy but i don't know if you guys have ever watched new girl you know how of nick course. will never like hire <laughs> anybody to fix anything he's like i yes. can do it it mm-hmm. it's got it's got to be that instinct
0: Yes, and there's like a, an empty tissue box like in the toilet tank and like yeah. a spatula for the sink. Yeah, right, right. exactly.
3: <laughs> That's so funny. Yes, exactly. I, I was actually that.
0: driving – so I'm staying in a hotel tonight and two friends dropped me off. My friend's fiance drove us and their car speaker stopped working like halfway through the drive. Like the music just abruptly cut out. And my friend was like, "Oh, it's happening again!" Like I, you know, honey, like I think it's time that we get a new car. And he was like, "No, no, no, no! I could, I could check this out. Like I'm just gonna Uh like tinker and see what the wires are doing. And like it, it was so classic, amazing. Yeah. And some guys are handy, but sure, (laughs) sure, yeah. But most are not like right. And I would argue like most want to be,
3: yeah.
0: Right. And most are not going (laughs) to be able to fix a car sound system.
3: Yeah, that's pretty major. very tender project. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, anyway. Anywho. Um. But so I loved what you mentioned in your book, Alyssa, about seeing styling as part therapy, part fashion, and how you kind of felt like your psych degree really applied.
3: Mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. That's
0: so true. Yeah. So, with, do you also have your psych degree? Did you say that? So I went to undergrad okay. business school, but I one of my concentrations was consumer psych. And okay. so I'm I'm in retail in e com. And so I've always made the analogy of dating app profiles like an e com site with like a marketing funnel and Yeah.
3: Like yeah. I just think
0: it translates really well. And so I loved that totally. analogy. Totally you made.
3: Yeah, no, completely. I felt I well, actually even before I started date coaching, even just being a personal stylist for people, I mean, you know, what's wrapped up in In your style is so much more. It's like, you know, your things, issues about your body and how you view yourself and issues about money, like spending money or not spending money Mm. or, you know, waiting for a sale or not, or, you know, investing in this and not investing in that. It's just so interesting. I find it all so fascinating. So, aside from then, once I started getting into the, you know, helping people who are dating. Then it's like, and people really want to talk about their breakup or their divorce or, their, you know, it's like yeah. there's so many, <laughs> so many feelings around all of it, which I totally get because I've been there. So, um, but yeah, it's it's actually that my psych degree, I feel like really has come in handy. I mean, I, I actually wanted to be a therapist when I got out of college and that didn't oh, really? I got into fashion instead, but um, so I feel like it sort of all came full, full circle in that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's... And part of the book that I really resonated with might be the wrong word because I, I have not been divorced, but but when I read when you talked just about, about how breakup, I think yeah when you talked yeah. about how your clothes had become a microcosm of your previous life, mm-hmm. I really felt that. Like I feel like I've looked at and I like a direct quote is a wardrobe of defeat, which I thought was just mm-hmm. heartbreaking and so relatable. <laughs> but, like yeah. I have had. When I've looked back on really terrible breakups, and certain things remind me of him, or like mm-hmm. I remember this sweatshirt that I was wearing when we said "I love you," or like just these these this meaning that clothing holds for us yeah, absolutely
3: that can be great, yeah. but also or, can or a, you know wearing wearing something that you you know later you know maybe they said something about it and made you feel awkward or you felt uncomfortable or you felt like you know it's funny actually I just recently remembered this thing where I I was wearing a turtleneck sweater maybe like a year, year or two ago and my boyfriend was like he looks so good in turtlenecks and I was like oh my god thanks I was like that's so weird because I never wear them because my my ex-husband told me that they didn't look good on me and no it's so way. interesting because like I just like bought into that idea that like Turtlenecks don't look good on me. So I literally didn't wear turtlenecks for, I don't even know how long. Threw on this tur- old turtleneck and my boyfriend. So now we're all like, I'm wearing turtlenecks all the it's time. That's all you wear. Yeah. <laughs> I was always going to wear a turtleneck now. It's like but the middle of so summer, you're like, turtleneck. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. find that with a lot of women in particular, but even men too, actually, but that you just have all these feelings tied into something that your partner found attractive or didn't found attractive on you. And it's like, it's just so interesting. And, and those ideas just stick with you, you know, and you just kind of, you know, develop your whole style around what someone else has <laughs> mentioned in passing, you know? So, um, yeah, that was definitely something that I was trying to get away from when I got out of my marriage. Do you think that there's a, cause something that I often feel
1: torn about is, so for example, I, um, I just cut my hair. Um it's obviously not like short exactly now, but it used to be a lot longer and um I just wanted like a change, whatever. I certainly did not ask my boyfriend's permission. I hope he likes it because I hope he thinks I'm attractive. But I do always kind of feel that tension of like, I do want him to be into me. And so I want to wear things he finds attractive as well as that feel authentic to me. And so I do feel like that is kind of a little bit of an internal dance where it's like how much credence and how like versus kind of how much what's like the tightrope of kind of preference versus control versus mm-hmm. trying to kind of, you, you know, like it, yeah it I'm yeah. trying yeah. to d- assess a concept here. I'm not doing a great job of describing it. No, no,
3: I know exactly what you're talking about because even, I mean, now that I'm in this great relationship, I still sometimes think like, well, you know, I don't want to just start wearing turtlenecks all the time, for example, <laughs> just because, right. you know, my partner told me that they look good on me, but not that that's, you know, a good example, but I know what you mean. It's like you kind of then start to think like, you don't want to just be doing something just for the other person to find it find you attractive. You also just want it to make you feel attractive just because, you know, for yourself, not for anybody right. else. But it's hard because all that's so mixed together. You know, it really is. It's hard not to to lump them in in some way.
0: Yeah, I have a very visceral memory of my ver- my first serious boyfriend who didn't generally make comments about things I was wearing. Like he was not like that generally. But this one time I was working at Bloomingdale's and I had made this splurge purchase on this sort of quilted, like structured, very, I felt very cool in it, this top. Mm -hmm. And, but it wasn't quite me in in retrospect, which we'll get into later. Um, But (laughs) I showed up to dinner with him and he asked if we were going to a fencing tournament that he didn't know about. And I yeah. burn. <laughs> and burn. I I returned the top because uh, I I was so yeah. devastated, and like in hindsight, it was not for me anyway. And so like I probably should not have had that top. I think I was just influenced into buying it, but it's just that that felt, comment. But you feel cool in
3: it, yeah. And so then you made that it's, comment, it's, and then and yeah, was and a, right. I know it's that's what I mean. It's like somebody can make one comment to you, and then all of a sudden that just sticks to you. I mean, you hear that about like a parent saying something to you when you're a kid and like, I've had clients come to me saying, well, my mom always told me I didn't look good in red, so I just don't wear red. You know, it's just so interesting. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> you look amazing in red or whatever it is, but it's like, yeah. it's so, you know, these things just stick to you. Yeah. Something that I, to sort of synthesize
1: some of the things we've been touching on, Um, kind of early in, in the book, you're talking about kind of gathering, gathering certain elements, you know, you've, you've gotten a couple things that are going to make you feel confident. You've, um, mm-hmm. gone, you've, you've kind of done things to quote unquote, like be ready. And, um, I think like the header of, um, yeah. So it says like, let's do this. So I was ready. Um, I had everything in place and, um, you're like ready to date. So like, what does it mean to be ready. And cuz I think that something we've talked about before is people are like, "Well, when I get this job and when I graduate or when I get to this place financially, like then I'll be ready." And so how do you um instruct yeah. people to balance having everything in well, place versus like just figuring it out in the game?
3: Yeah. I well so, I mean, I guess you know, first of all, I mean, it's not like you're, you're ever going to have everything perfectly in place. You totally, know, totally. Obviously a little bit of an exaggeration for the book. But it in my, what I felt like is I was ready in the sense that I didn't feel what I what I really talk to my clients about, and you, maybe you do too, is like, don't go out da- to date if you're just looking to fill a void or you're looking for like some kind of validation or you're looking like you need to go out and date because you're actually just looking to have a meet someone new and have fun like you can't just go look you know looking for something because then you're never gonna that's just not the way to go about dating it's like you have to be open minded and like open to receiving and really put yourself out there in in a way that's like if it if this person doesn't turn out to be the one you know that's okay. And I just had a fun night out and I just learned something new about myself or I learned something new about this person, which made me think about all this other stuff about myself or whatever. You know, it's like, I think there's so many different layers to dating that it doesn't have to be just about, I need to go out and I need to find this right person and I need to fall in love. And like, you know, all these things, I think people have these ideas of like, they're going to go out and on the first few dates and find their soulmate, you know? And I Mm -hmm. think when you kind of can get beyond that, that it's, dating doesn't just have to be about that it can also just be about finding yourself and having a good time and like i was so excited to like discover new neighborhood i live in new york city so it's like i was going to different neighborhoods that i'd never been to and i'd go to different restaurants that i would never think to try or i'd go to like some show that i wouldn't have thought you know a concert or a comedy show or something that i never would have gone to yeah. so just thinking of it more in terms of like what you know what is this doing for me in the sense that like, how is it making me into a, um, I guess more of a dynamic person rather than just like, is this going to be my next partner? You know, this, this date, is this date the one, is this date the one? And I, I think that a lot of people need help in that area where they feel like they want, they really need to reframe things and go into it with a new mindset, you know? And I think that if you, if you're not just going into it, looking for your soulmate, you know, you really can actually have fun with it. And I think people are surprised when they actually kind of like let that go and, you know, and actually just go out to have a fun night or a fun day, whatever it is. Yeah. 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 And and I so also- that was the main sorry. No, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say that was the main thing, but then also just um, you know, obviously like feeling really good about myself like in what I was wearing and and feeling confident in that way, you know, like that I had a few things that I could wear on a first date that made me feel really good. And as long as I just had those few things, those few outfits, I felt okay, you know, and I think that that's what I try to set people up with too is like just have a few good go-to outfits that make you feel really confident walking out the door because that's a huge part of it, you know? So anyway, so go on.
0: No, I definitely think there's a major correlation between feeling good, like style confidence and dating confidence and feeling like you're not worried about what you're wearing. Like, I'm going to be fidgeting with this because I'm uncomfortable or, you know, yeah. this, this is these jeans don't really fit me well. And so I'm like trying to sit really straight because they hurt like, right. you know, like stuff, <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. like that can make a huge yeah, difference in, absolutely. you know, how much you're able to be yourself on a
3: date. Right. No, completely. And I think a lot of people feel like they want to try something new and, you know, be some somebody you know, maybe slightly more fabulous or something. And they try to wear something different or interesting or whatever, and it's not them. And so they are feeling uncomfortable and they are fidgeting and they are, maybe they wore shoes that are too high or they wore shoes that are too new and they're giving them blisters. I mean, it's like, it happens to everybody, you know? And so I think that if you have your core outfits that, you know, you feel good in they are comfortable, you know, physically and emotionally (laughs) comfortable, then I think that's like a huge step in the right direction. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I texted a friend the other day. There uh, there is no better feeling and conversely no worse feeling when it goes the opposite way. When you picture an outfit in your head and then put it on and it looks the way you thought it was going to look and you're like, "Yes." yes. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Yeah. It is. And actually, you're right. And conversely, it can also go the other way where you're just like, oh, (laughs) the
0: worst. I (laughs) I had this happen to me a couple days ago where I was like going out to dinner with my mom. I've been home in San Diego visiting my mom. And I had this, like, what I thought was going to be this super cute outfit. And I put it on and I looked like I was wearing trash bags. Like, it (laughs) was, I thought it was going to be so cool. I was like, oh, this looks terrible.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Like the proportions. No,
0: not going to happen. Yeah.
3: And when you're traveling and you throw things in a suitcase and then that's all oh. you're stuck with and that's – yeah, then you're really – that's Yeah, nice.
0: and like somehow I – whenever I pack, like I, I'm up in LA right now for just a couple nights and I – somehow I have way too much stuff, but also I've already realized I don't have things I want and need.
3: Oh, my mm-hmm. God. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. So – Somebody needs to be a packing coach. Actually, <laughs> honestly, <what> I <laughs>
0: though, there is—I'm like, a great packer. I'm not going to
3: lie. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe we need you.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's maybe that's your that'll be uh, a side hustle for yeah, you. Or...
3: I, I'm like endlessly like either overpacking or underpacking. It's my mo. But yeah, wow. I mean, for my clients, as far as you know, coaching them with date outfits, like I call it the first date. Uniform because it's like you can just repeat the same thing over and over again and it doesn't matter because no one's seen you in that. And what that avoids is the stress of like picturing an outfit and trying it on and it looks horrible. And then you're like, oh my God, I have to leave in 15 minutes. And then you're trying on a million things and then you're running late and it's super stressful.
0: (laughs) I have like, I also live in New York City. And so, like, my first date uniform can't be the same year round. So mm-hmm. I have like yeah. my summer first date outfit and then like, I have like a couple different tops that I wrote in in out and I have my winter first date outfit that are like my go-tos that I
3: just yeah.
0: know are going to look good. Yeah.
3: That's, yeah, smart.
1: I feel like there is a fashion trope, at least on Allie, the side that I used to work in that you still, is the concept of like day to date office to happy hour. And oh. it's this idea of like how to switch up your outfit from like work to play. Is that something that exists in reality? Because outside of work in that field, I have never thought about it.
3: <laughs> no. So did you see that meme going around? I actually reposted no. it weirdly. It was a meme no. that said, in, when I was, you know, as a teenager reading women's magazines, I thought a lot of my adult life was going to revolve around what I was going to wear to work that would transition to dinner. (laughs) Thank you. And she was like, and she was like, and I literally never had to do that. (laughs) Like it was just so funny. I'm not saying it as funny as she did, but I should forward it to you guys because it was – so spot on and I posted it, and every woman I know was like yes, oh. yes, yes like it got so many responses because everybody was like yeah, what the fuck like we were totally misled like we really were misled in that like <laughs> yeah. we really thought we were going to be desk to dinner like every day you're going to need some like, transition you. that was the seamlessly.
1: alliteration yeah. that I was looking desk for desk to dinner. dinner yeah, I forgot and about that it's going to
3: have to be seamless and you're just going to throw on a scarf or change your shoes and you're going right. to be like right, exactly unbutton yeah, a that's... couple buttons and off you go <laughs> It's so funny. Although I
0: is- I do have to admit that so I so I'm in corporate retail for my like day job and I spent a few years at startups that were very casual. So people were speaking of our sweatpants conversation, people would wear sweatpants, people would wear mm-hmm. leggings, like it was ex- hoodies, extremely casual. I normally didn't go that casual. But my coworkers always knew when I had a date because I was
3: mm-hmm.
0: way overdressed for the startup atmosphere. <laughs>
3: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess I, I did actually I, when I worked on photo shoots, like when I was art directing, I would often this is when I was like in my peak dating days Um, when I first got when I the first few years I was separated from my husband and I would also like try to figure out what I could wear to work that would you know, that would actually be okay and not stand out, but then also like be okay to go to, to meet a uh, guy for drinks or something. But it was pretty much an overlap. Like there wasn't like a lot of, there wasn't like any like yeah. changing of the shoes or like putting a s- scarf on like they show in the magazines. It wasn't anything like that.
0: Yeah. It, and especially because I live in Brooklyn, and I always my offices were always in Manhattan. So like, there's yeah. no going home. You don't want to like, go once home. I'm, yeah. Once I'm in the city, I'm in the city. So you gotta yeah. like figure it out.
3: Same. Yeah. yeah. I
1: I'm a I'm a lawyer, and so I have to wear like pretty typical corporate gear. And um, fortunately, my now boyfriend has um never dated somebody with like a normal person job. So he thinks it's like so cute that I wear work clothes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> to your dates after dinner after yeah, work because like I'll, I'll come straight from
1: work to dinner or something and he's like oh my god I love your work outfit you have a job this is so exciting
3: you have a job this is so <laughs> how cute it's like are you wearing like lawyer outfits like Ally McBeal style or <laughs> oh yeah her skirts were
1: definitely not appropriate <laughs> I know way too That's- short um yeah. do you have any definite any are there any hard line don'ts Oh, for, I dropped that question. Or,
0: Date.
3: For first dates. Oh, I mean, I think for women, I really do advise like not nothing overly crazily sexy because I think that like, you know, having male clients too, I know that that's like, that really does give a very, a very one track message, you know? And it's like, I think that trying to tell women that who dress sexy anyway, just like in life, it's tricky because like, I'm not trying to say like, don't dress like yourself, but a lot of men, ha- I mean, they say, say to me in, in coaching sessions, like, I mean, they talk about it, like how if a woman shows up, you know, really, you know, super sexy, you know, short, short skirt, low whatever it is. And they feel like it, it definitely is like giving them a message that maybe that's just going to be a one night stand. So mm. I think that that's, mm. I mean, at least in the age range that I'm working with, that's pretty clear. So I try to steer women away from, you know, going overly sexy. Like, I mean, obviously, like something that makes you feel good and makes you feel attractive is great, but maybe save the super sexy thing for like the third date, you know, when they already got got to know you and your personality, and then you can do that and throw that in there. It's kind of like we've talked
0: about this in, so Rourke and I on our Patreon, we recap Um, Dating reality shows, sometimes, and the one we're recapping right now is called Twelve Dates of Christmas. Have you heard of this show? No, no. It's uh, it's on HBO Max. It's uh, it's fun. It's it's very fun. Yeah, it's it's insane. There's like three leads, and they're all dating a whole bunch of people. Um, It's very chaotic. Um, But one of the things that we've talked about, not just with this show but with other shows, is that they're When you're a contestant on these shows, oftentimes you have like a strategy, you know, like a certain way that you're trying to get the lead's attention or trying to kind of get the lead to invest in you. And there are usually typically women, I don't see a whole lot of men leading with this strategy, who are all in on leading with sex on these Hmm. shows of like, you know, I'm going to be the sexy girl, the one that invites him into the hot tub, the one that's like wearing stilettos with the bikini when everybody else is in sweatpants. That's not an exaggeration. That happened. (laughs) And and it's like great, like that's you know authentic to you, and that's awesome, and like own your body and what you want to do with it, etc. But like if you are looking for an emotional connection as well, sending the message that you're only looking for physical could kind of shoot you in the foot.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I I completely i I agree with that, and I feel like especially you know most people that are coming to me and and you are you know they're really investing in this to to get find a relationship and not just to hook up you know so i think that that's important to you know and and it's interesting how many people like it, it is a fine line to between like looking sexy and and feeling attractive and looking attractive whatever attracting your the person you're on a date with and going overboard like heels and a bikini, <laughs> obviously it's extreme. <laughs>
0: but That's, you know, it's that would like, not think... be a first date outfit
3: for, that you would recommend. <laughs> yeah, I would not recommend that. No, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that it's it's you know it's something that, like I was saying, like some women that is like their go-to. You know, they're just conditioned from a younger age, like where that's just like, that's going to be attractive. And like, this is what's going to attract a man. And, you know, I've had women literally say to me, like in our coaching sessions, when we're doing our photos and stuff, Well, don't all men just want to see a lot of skin and don't all men want to just see, you know, that you're, you know, low cut legs, you know, whatever they want to see this shot. They want to see this shot. They want to, you know, it's like they have all these ideas in their head and and it's like, well, yeah, some men definitely, but, you know, there's a lot of men that don't, <laughs> are not attracted to that. So it's like, what do you want? You know, what are you trying to attract?
0: Yeah. So. I mean, it sounds like a lot of these women are coming at it that you're working with are coming at it from a, well, isn't that what they're looking for perspective yes. versus yeah. this is what I want to wear.
3: Right. Exactly. Which that's that's the difference for sure. It's like, if you're wearing it because that's your, that's your style and that's like, this is who I am. Great. Amazing. But like, if you're wearing it because you think that's, what's going to be attractive to men, then that's, yeah, it's, and it's hard to, to get people to reframe that. It really is like, that's a tough one because they, they really like, so many women have been like conditioned in, into thinking certain things are what men want and want to see and want to hear and want to, you know, I actually recently, had a conversation. This was an interesting one with, a, um, she was like in her early fifties and newly separated. And she said to me during our photo shoot, you know, for her, her photos, um, she said, Alyssa, am I going to have to give blowjobs? <laughs> she's like, Whoa. yeah. And she's like, are men going to expect that of me? And I was like, girl, it is 2021. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. Like, if if that's what you want to do, great. But like, if that's not what you want to do, then no, (laughs) and then don't. (laughs) It was just so interesting. Like her mindset was still like, you know, when she and I were growing up, which is, which is what you were told, like, this is what men want. And this is what you do to keep a man or attract a man or whatever it is. And it's just like, thank God that's like been flipped on its head because I mean that is just yeah it's so unhealthy but anyway it was just interesting because she was still really she'd been married for 25 years so she was like yeah I don't know what I'm supposed to do anymore and like and supposed to was the key thing for her like what am I what is what is expected of me and it's like you you can set the rules like you right you you, it's up to you (laughs) um so yeah I, I find that really fascinating wow you mentioned some of these <laughs> conversations happening over
1: like a photo shoot and so i um that sparked in my mind something that i was thinking about while um reading your book is that um a lot of people's profiles tend to feature like much fancier clothing than they will ever go on a first mm-hmm. date in because that's mm-hmm. where you take pictures um you know like family holiday, graduations, uh, weddings, yeah, yeah. Yeah. all that jazz, or like maybe like an activity. Like you like to hike a lot. So you might, you know, something like that. But Mm -hmm. do you like to, do you encourage your clients to have kind of like diversity across their
3: photos of like, this is me dressed up, this is me dressed down. Absolutely. Yeah. And I usually say like, you know, one, maybe dressier outfit, like cocktail type thing. But even then, Not if it's going to feel forced, you know, if it it doesn't feel like my whole thing is like it should feel natural. And like, it's as if, you know, you're at a friend's house, you're out having a coffee with a friend and they snapped a photo, you know, it shouldn't feel too forced. So I even kind of try to steer people away from going too dressy, like with like a cocktail dress or even a suit or something, if it doesn't feel right, like that. I usually say like next time you're out with your friends and you're going to a party or a wedding or an event or whatever. Have someone take some photos of you all dressed up. That's great. But we usually do like more casual like jeans looks, maybe like something slightly dressier, but like pretty casual and real, like real life, you know? I mean, you, but the best version of you. Yeah. Yeah. I, so not sweatpants. Posted... But... <laughs> <laughs> not sweatpants. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So I did a professional photo shoot for a matchmaking service that I um, have been using and I've been using some of those professional photos on my dating apps um, and also like for my business. And I posted a video about them recently, and that was a major point of conversation in the comments of people saying, like, "Oh my God, but then I won't be that glam when I show up on the date." And that's a lot of yeah. like, conversation that I said back to yeah. them. like well, if if it doesn't feel authentic to you, then absolutely, right. Don't.
3: Right, but if you do have times when you get dressed up and you get a blowout and you put makeup on or more makeup on than you usually do, whatever it is, then yeah, absolutely show that in your profile. You know, as long as it's something that you would really do. Yeah, yeah, and so for Um, the photo
0: shoot that I did, like I did my own hair and makeup. So, like, yeah, I thought they looked good, but that's because I. I like how I do my hair and makeup, so like when I go on a date, I am also going to be the one doing my hair and makeup. So it's it's right. going to look pretty yeah. much like it's that. It's very
3: authentic. That's <laughs> yeah. very authentic, right? Yeah. yeah, I I've actually seen um, quite a few people come to me, um, mostly women who um, who went and got like like real glamour shots done, you know, like the, you know, like, and they're putting those in their profiles and I'm like, no, (laughs) like take them down immediately. (laughs) Like people don't like that at all. And, you know, not to mention that it just feels so not real, but people are not attracted to that. No one's swiping on those. And, you know, and that's why they're coming to me because they're not, you know, getting any matches. And and when I – one woman was just like, but these are great photos. These are so good. Like, you know, I, I had spent so much money on these and I had my hair and my makeup and da-da-da-da. And it's like, yeah, that's that's not realistic. You're in a white – she was like on a white psych studio. Like, <laughs> like you're not – Like literal a photo lot, shoot. Real, like a literal that was photo like shoot, yeah.
0: When we were teenagers, work. I don't know if anybody you grew up with did this, but it was called Star Shots no girls would go do it was Mm -hmm. very popular in the bat mitzvah circuit
3: okay Okay. like
0: that they would like go get star shots done and literally the background like they would superimpose stars around you and you were like doing the you know chin on fist or the like looking over one shoulder yeah
3: the the hands on the hip
0: (laughs) yes exactly like senior portrait style and (laughs) you got all glammed up and then i desperately wanted them and my mom would not let me go do them and still a point of contention
1: I was gonna say I feel like she saved you from yourself there yeah. <laughs> she
0: probably <laughs> yeah. did so these pictures don't exist out there of me although yeah. they
3: would be fun to look back on at this point <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah
1: I'm gonna steal this question actually from Logan Yuri. she um bring this up in her book, and I think it fits very well here. She says that she often asks her clients to describe their partner, um, like analogize them to a piece of clothing. So hmm. um, Alyssa, if your boyfriend was a piece of clothing, what would he be?
3: Oh, that's, oh God, that's a good one. Um, well, he, he always wears hoodies. Like he's a t-shirt and hoodie guy. So I was going to, my, my immediate reaction was gonna be a hoodie, but I don't know. That makes him sound like he could be like twelve years old. <laughs> no, or no, but that's He's nice. Comforting. That's like it's, cozy. it's warm and comforting. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I would say that for sure. That's so I love funny. That. Rourke, I like what would that the classmate too.
0: be? We call Rourke's boyfriend the classmate, Alyssa. That's his that's oh, his nickname. Wait, on
3: the pod yeah, why why is that? He and I went to elementary school together. Oh, and then you but we then each other matched then- on,
1: yeah, we hadn't seen each other in 20 years, matched on Bumble. I did not recognize him. He recognized me because I have a distinct name. But yeah.
3: Right. Oh my God. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so the wild. first
1: episode where he and I matched is us analyzing if he matched me to date me or just to like reconnect with a elementary school friend.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tur- like, turns like, out he oh, wanted, to
1: she's turns out to. wanted to date he wanted to date. That's
0: great. But
1: anyway. Yeah. What,
0: what
1: so, would he be? Um, I think he would be like. An old sweater, it's, like, either a little – it's, like, oversized, and so it, like, feels cuddly, but you wouldn't necessarily – like, it's not glam, but it's, like, a safety blanket kind of thing.
3: Oh, that's nice. I like that. I like that's that. That's really sweet. I don't have a- <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have I don't have an answer. But, it, but, but Logan's asking it for what you would want your partner, what clothing item you would want, right? No, I think she asks it um, – I believe it's in the breakup chapter of her book
1: where she often asks it of clients and she, I think in the book, tells the story of somebody saying like it's this – like her partner was a dress that like you really want to look good, but it doesn't. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
1: so like obviously that tells you like maybe this person's like great on paper and it's not actually a good fit or, you know, whatever it is. I
0: think that that that's where it appears in the book, if I'm remembering correctly.
3: That's an interesting one. I like that. Yeah, I like that a
0: lot. And speaking of like identifying people as different things, so Alyssa, you have the style archetypes in -hmm. your book um, and you have five different ones. I would love for you to tell us about them or tell the listeners about them because we already know. Um, And then Brooke and I thought it would be fun to identify each other. Is this something that you, when you're, for these style archetypes, when you're kind of talking to your clients about, you know, figuring out who they are, and is this something that that you have them kind of think about, like, as they're thinking through, you know?
3: Not really. It's more just sort of, like, a fun, because usually I'm, like, helping, like I'm shopping with them and styling them. And, mm-hmm. and you know, so it's like, we're doing it together, but this is sort of yeah. more like for people who are reading it, who aren't hiring me or who are, aren't able to work with me one-on-one mm-hmm. and it's like a way for them to sort of, you know, ha- I think that the, the reason I came up with these or like, you know, cause it was sort of like classic is always like an easy, if you don't have a natural, um, you know, a natural way of like, you know, fashion doesn't come naturally to you or style, I guess I should say. Um, Classic is just an easy fallback. It's just an easy one to kind of look put together and feel good and, you know, like crisp and clean. And, you know, that's always a good way. But I was sort of trying to like give people alternative, you know, ways to sort of put some personality to it too if they felt like, well, that's not quite me. Like I wanted a little bit more, something a little more. Um, so yeah, that's sort of where I came up with these. Um, so the archetypes of style, I actually, each of them were sort of modeled after somebody, a friend, a friend of mine in the fashion world. And which I thought was kind of funny. Cause it was like, I was like honing in on like a certain personality that would wear that makes Santana it more tangible too. Yeah. And so yeah. um Do they so, yeah.
0: do your friends know, like, oh, you're the breezy and dreamy person that well, I was thinking about? No,
3: actually, weirdly, like it hasn't come up with it. Well, one oh. of them did ask me. She's like, I really I really liked this one. And I was like, Well, that's funny because that was after you. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, see, would be a friend who's like, Oh my god, like that one seemed nice. Is that one me? And they'd be like, No, bitch. <laughs> That was not you. <laughs> right? Right. Get over yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get over yourself. No, yeah. um, but yeah, I actually should I should like point it out to each of them and say like, which ones do you think I? Yeah, I should do that. Um, so the first one was breezy and dreamy, and that is sort of like a um, you know, Nicole Richie, Liv Tyler, free you know free spirit type. Um, and I, what I love about that is like, it's The friend that I modeled it after is like, she's just like a beach loving, like, even when she's in the city, she looks like she should be at the beach. Like, she's just that person. Like, she's always like dressing very flowy and like, you know, cut off jean shorts, you know, all year, not all year round, but like she wears them all the time and like just flowy skirts. And I love that idea of like somebody who's just so... Um, it just, it's so it embodies her personality and just like long jewelry and like gold, you know, bangles and that kind of thing. So, and I feel like a lot of these archetypes really like they could be different. I mean, I feel like some days I'm that person and some days I'm like more rock and roll and some days I'm, sure. more, you know, so I feel like we all kind of have like, you know, they sort of, there's like a little bit of a, um, uh, what am I trying to say? There's a little bit of a flow over. No, that's not the word. Can we cut that out? Overlap. <laughs> overlap. Thank you. Oh my God. Okay. Overlap. Um, the next one is um, rock and roll mom. And that was after a friend of mine um, who she's, oh, she's just, she's a mom who literally like, she's always dressed so sexy, <laughs> but like in a very rock, rock and roll way. And it's just always so funny to me. And now her, her daughter's in college and I'm always like, when we hang out with them together, I'm always like, her daughter dresses like way more conservatively than her mom does. Like it's that kind of thing, you know, it's just really funny. Um, so, I mean, she has great style, don't get me wrong, but she's definitely like, looks like she's like could jump on the back of a motorcycle at any moment. Um, (laughs) so, so, um, but I also feel like I have like some days where I'm like more rock and roll for sure. The next one is puffy sleeves. Don't scare me. And actually this one, I sort of, um, modeled after, uh, um, Busy Phillips. Oh um, yes, she's like one of one of my people. But well, actually, yeah, I think I did put her in as a poster child. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Busy Phillips, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. So Busy Phillips, I just I love how she just can like rock something like so kind of out there and like, but it's so her. Like it's just so you know she just embodies that whole thing. Um, And I think I like it how it's like it is a little bit of a prissy person, like someone who like likes dresses and and you know wears sneakers with dresses and like rides a bike and you know that whole vibe. Um so I and I feel like I also sort of do that too. Like I love that sort of vibe as well. Um sexy nerd um this one is more like it looks like they could be a gallery owner, you know, like a somebody who would be you know showing walls of art to important people. Um, yeah. And I really, I i love the Arya Sapfel um, poster child reference because I feel like that's like totally spot on. Like, like just like someone who can do something really bold and super confidently. Um, and then the curated creative, which is somebody who's like a lot more sim- simple, but not, a, but like in a very... Um, deliberate way, and um, this is after two of my friends actually that are very much this way, and it's like everything is very like picked out like just so, and like they invest money in this piece, but then look for a sale on that, and like they're just very calculated and everything. Um, so yeah, that's it. Those are the the archetypes, but you can so you can take the quiz to see which archetype you are um, on my website. Which we'll we'll put up there. That's so oh, fun! I'm excited to take
0: the quiz personally because I like i ke- I kept reading them over and over again, and like Rook, I'm ha- I'm excited to hear what you think because I like couldn't I, I couldn't. You hide. really didn't listen to that and think
1: like, oh, maybe that one. No, you're crazy. <laughs> what are you talking? Okay, which Which one? Okay, do you think so I yeah, am? I need to know
0: which one. Your
3: puppy sleeves
0: do. don't scare me. I don't know. That's the one that I think is like the most like me. Yes. Like,
3: well, that's yeah, that's the idea. It's not going to yeah. be the you all the time. But the well, most yeah. Like but you. the thing, yeah. the
0: thing that like does not that I do not identify with is the like prissy never wears jeans and sneakers bit. Like I'm an athlete. Like, but that no, part, she specifically like,
1: said like sneakers with a dress, she, like yeah, only sh- with a
0: dress. It says never with sneakers. That's the part that turned. That was like, nope, I can't be puffy sleeves. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no not that I mean you know there there's always like a little bit of a you know there can be you know you you can do with it what you want like that can be you can make your own so I think it it's also be. probably
0: because I love Zoe Deschanel like I like love her and I think she gets like way too much shit for like being quirky and like making that her personality I think people give her a lot of crap that she doesn't deserve um oh, I but agree. I <laughs> have I have this like hang up I think. That I am not a quote unquote cute girl because I'm tall, I'm an athlete, like I have broad shoulders. Like I've just never, don't roll your eyes at me. I'm sorry. I see you. <laughs> I was just looking at the ceiling, Allie. It was just a casual <laughs> ceiling glance. Like I have this hang up, I think, that like I, that she is very cute and that mm-hmm. I've never identified that way. So I think, I think I was out on thinking I was Puffy Sleeves from the moment I read Zoe Deschanel. I think I was predisposed to think that I couldn't be that.
3: Not, in a, well, then, not because but, I think it's bad. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, also think of the other two people, Tracy Ellis Ross and Busy Phillips. Those are like, they're like really like, you know, like just such larger than life people. They're like not like, yeah. oh, I'm so cute. They're like, you know, bold. They're very bold. Yeah. And I think, Allie, you're so confident in a print and in color.
0: I guess so.
1: Okay. Okay.
3: By. I'll be puppy sleeve. I'll be puppy <laughs> sleep.
0: <laughs> that is the one that it would be like if I had if I had to have picked one that is the most me, it would have been that one. Yeah. But I was just struggling; I was having an internal battle. Yeah, work um, yeah. a sexy nerd. No, I'm the curated yes, creative. You you're think you're, you're the curated creative, but nope, you're gonna think you're the curated creative, but you are not. You are I sexy am nerd. Not. Oh my yes, god, you cut I
2: out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <What>? the, <laughs> always insane. keeping an eye on Zara's latest pieces. <laughs> okay, right, but. <laughs> Ma'am. Zara
1: is in, Zara is integrated in like the high-low way that she was talking about for curated creative.
3: I stand by this. Sexy nerd. Whatever. <laughs> well, you guys just have to take the quiz and then tell me what you're yeah, talking
0: Well, <laughs> But now you're going to take the quiz knowing which answers are curated creative just so that you can get that we'll one. See. I see you. <laughs> I knew too when I read it. I was like, Rourke is going to identify with curated creative, but I think she's sexy nerd. All I wear is jeans and t-shirts. That, but that is part of your look. But then you have like kooky earrings and like puffy mm-hmm. sleeve jackets and right, like fine. really mm-hmm. like really fun statement pieces that I do not think the curated creative would wear. Okay, I, I accept. I, I think I think you're cooler than the curated creative is what I'm saying. Thank you. Thank
2: you. No offense to
0: Angelina Jolie. Obviously. Right. Of course. <laughs> but like, but, but like. Which is, by the way, just for the listeners. Angelina Jolie is one of the poster children that Alyssa named for the curated creative. Oh, yeah which is Yeah, bought on. Um, but yeah, no shade obviously to Angelina. But I think that you have more like flair in your look than the curated creative has, and that's why I think it's sexy nerd, because sexy nerd has flair. Thank you. You're welcome.
3: I like that I like that oh, were
0: fighting over each other yeah <laughs> I, like,
3: I like that you guys had this heated discussion over the archetypes this is great <laughs> well if it makes you, either of you feel any better I still um, people ask me that like well which archetype are you and I'm like that was I my like next I'm question all, I'm all of them I feel like I have a little bit of each one of them maybe the least would be I would say the puffy sleeves would be least me but mm. I would say all the other ones I have like a little bit of each yeah
0: that's fun it's fun to have a little bit of like a little bit of everything
3: yeah change it up here and there <laughs> yeah
0: well this has been so fun yeah yeah oh this God, has
1: been this has been great thank you yeah good
0: this yeah is,
3: thank
0: this, you this truly is something like we've never I don't think we've Funnily enough, given that we – I am still in retail and you used to be Rourke, like we've never really – and we both love clothes. We've never really talked about it. This is a first totally.
3: yeah. for us. Oh, interesting. That's so funny because it is like a part of like expressing yourself for dating. You know, it is – so it is a good topic. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
0: so we will make sure that all of your social channels and your website and everything are in our show notes, but will you let the listeners know where they can find you?
3: Yeah. So it's stylemyprofilenyc.com and you can, there's a um, link to buy the book there and also take the quizzes, (laughs) the um, app quiz and the style quiz. Yeah. Amazing.
0: I'm very excited to take it.
3: All right. Well, you have to report back though. You have to tell me what you got. (laughs) Oh, for sure. We'll we'll post
1: post screenshots of our results. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to get puppy sleeves. I
0: accept this. I accept that I will get that one. But Alyssa, uh, this was I so fun. Go look at Thank you for coming this. on. <laughs> see, I
3: told you. <laughs> do, we, do you use the Zara website? Do you go on there? I do, do even though store?
1: it's deranged.
3: It's, um, it's so hard to use. It's, it's so like hard to use. For, it's not for people that are over 25 is my it's, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I have said to Rourke before that Zara overwhelms me. I have never bought a single piece Unbelievable thing. I hear that all Zara. the time.
3: I hear that all the time from people. Like, I can't. I, you know, whenever I ask somebody on the street, like, where'd you get that? They say Zara. And then I look on there and I can't find anything. And I'm like, that's nope. because the website is like impossible. Yeah.
0: I've use. even yeah, tried no. to go into the store. Like, I've gone I into the store. I do feel like Zara's I've been through war, but it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah I've also it's heard just that endless. returning.
0: Yeah. I've also heard that trying to return something at Zara is like having a second full time job. So, like, I yes. just can't, yeah. I can't yeah. deal with any of it.
3: Yeah. Oh waiting in line to return. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, uh Zara, sponsor us.
0: Thank you so much. <laughs> <we're> back, right. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, now now that we've like product done all this product placement for them. Um, okay. but Alyssa, thank you again. This was so much yeah, fun. Yeah,
3: thank you. Thanks for having me. So fun. Nice to meet you. Have a great night. Yeah, you too. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.